Listening to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, another uh, celebrity chef. I've had so many on, and I love it because I'm, I'm a big TV watcher, the reality shows, and we have such a passion. But we got Buddy V with us, Jersey guy, legendary uh, Carlos Bakery, and now you got your restaurant here. So what's this been like? Like, when you sit down with people, are they awestruck? Do they want to talk football? What do they want to talk about? I mean, it depends, right? You know, um, honestly, I've been told a lot of people want to talk more about my life, uh, you know, doing in this and food and kind of what cakes and stuff I make. But, um, you know, look, I love talking football, too. So, I, you know, I I'm a football guy. I'm a, I'm a Giants fan. Oh, uh, no. Right? What are you? You're not I'm a Giants? Jets. Uh, I, you know what? I'm not going to insult you, but it, the I'm first sorry. Of all, North Jersey. I exactly. I'm sorry. I'm the, exactly. Don't just, just, don't just, look I'm down sorry. your nose. You guys, are, you guys are like that. The lofty <laughs> status. I mean, you can be because you, you guys win. Uh, what's what's your Giants background? Was it a family thing? It was a family thing. You know, uh, been a Giants fan my whole life. My dad and me. You know, we used to watch football. I mean, you know, the '86 Giants, Taylor, and all those guys. Like, yep. it's just incredible. So, um, and, and, you know, I'm still a fan and heavily involved. In, you know, I know a lot of people in the organization and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So I do want to talk about your background. So how, how – So, so you, let's start with your Jersey you want, Shore guy. Where, where are you from? So I'm from, I'll say, across from Asbury Park and Seabright okay, so, in, in Middletown and originally from Keensburg. Okay, so I'm, I'm in Seabright. That's where my my I saw that. Sh- uh, yeah, so I'm a Seabright guy. I saw that. So you love it. So you that's you're you wearing the same thing. So absolutely. So you grow up striper fishing and all that good stuff, yep. fluking. All by all that water. Which, by the way, I've been here for like 30 years. No more water. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see water ever. We go out to California. and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. And the funny thing is, on that on that topic, you tell people you're from New Jersey and you mention the Jersey Shore. If they haven't been there, they're like, ah. Yeah. Like, what do you mean, ah? They have no idea. Jersey Shore to me is is beautiful. I mean, it's uh, it's probably one of the most shorey places on the planet, right? You know, and 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 again, it's just got spectacular beaches, spectacular sunsets. Because the way the sunset sets on all the bays, I mean, it just drops in my backyard, and uh, great fishing, great um, everything. You know, restaurant, food, people. Um, yeah, I think we get a bad rap sometimes being from Jersey. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, Hoboken is a renaissance place now. It's such a cool place to hang out. Yeah. Um, to, like, from your memory, when did it start kind of making that big turnaround? And- it was in the 80s, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, the old saying, and, and before my time, because I was born in 77, was stay out of Hoboken. You know what I'm trying to say? It was a, yeah. it was a tough neighborhood. And, um, you know, but it evolved into what it is. And, you know, look, I think that that's kind of the springboard for my life, right? Hoboken made a change to be this kind of like really cool up and coming place and then the bakery was there and then it just kind of you know my career kind of took off from there and i think at the time when cake boss came on you know there was a lot of other jersey concepts jersey was really hot at the time and the thing was i didn't like when we pitched cake boss it wasn't like Jersey was this hot thing at the time. It just all those all those shows came at the same time. <laughs> the Jersey like, culture. Everyone was like, like a Jersey we kind of like this. They're like, hey, we love it, you know. And so um, it, it just was right time, right place for me. Um, and it's been an amazing journey. 
Your but family, I do spend a lot of time out here. I do love Vegas. Vegas is awesome. And you know, my in-laws live here now. I, I asked my father-in-law, because I opened Pizza Cake in Harris, right? And my father-in-law owned the pizzeria, so we he was my partner in it. And they moved them out here. I'm like, you know, go get it open for a couple of years and you move back. They don't want to move back. They yeah. love it here. That's They're beautiful. Lo- it's really, really amazing. So, And I'm out here like four or five times a year. And I always give Vegas so much credit for being such a great culinary scene. You know, I mean, it's just got probably the most fantastic restaurants and chefs in, in, a, in, a, in a small radius. And, and even talent. Like, you know, Buddy V's has been open for 10 years at the Venetian. Um, and I have people who've been with us from day one. It's really a town where you got talent. They're passionate about food and, and hospitality. So um, uh, I, I'm, I'm huge on Vegas. I got to talk pizza. Talk pizza. So first off, New Jersey is the kingdom of pizza. I get so annoyed <laughs> with New Yorkers and their arrogance. That's it. I'll say one thing. So once families in New York make money, they move to Jersey. That's right. Because New York's a hard place to live and it's all cramped. Two, we have better pizza. We do. Right? I, listen, I think so. I think so. Now, three, I, and I have some pizza places. I have friends who run pizza places. We have some good pizza places here. And now, again, I don't know if it's like the bagel thing uh, with the water or something. The, the, I, there's something about the crust here that uh, Dom DeMarco is very good. Obviously, that's, you know, Defar is like a legendary pizza family. Um, but, man, the crust here, that, that's my ultimate test when I see the crust. So did you try Pizza Cake yet? I did not. Okay, so you got to try it. By the way, I wasn't selling. No, no, like, no. Your pizza's terrible. You no, didn't, no, you didn't no. nail it. No, no, no. no I got to try it. I You're want right. you to try it because yeah. we spent six months on developing the dough and the recipe. You know, um, I take a real scientific approach. So we're doing a three-day dough fermentation. You know, the difference, we're also filtering the water uh, to try to get the mineral contents the same as we would have in New Jersey. Yep. We're also... Because it's a drier climate here, we have to do, instead of like a 66% hydration, we're doing like a 69% hydration. We also build the pizza for the reheat, meaning it's a Jersey-style pizzeria where, you know what, you put the slices on display, you want two sausage, boom, in the oven and everything else. It's a different pizza if you wanted me to make a pizza, cut a pie, and you eat it, right? Because... You have to make it drier, so you would have a less of a hydration. So putting all those factors in, we're using grande cheese, which is the Cadillac of cheese. Um, a lot of things people don't realize, too, is the trick with pizza is the dough can't be cold when it goes in the oven. And a lot of the pizza makers like using cold dough because it's easier. Right. It's more forgiving. Yeah. So you have to, because think about cold dough hitting the deck. It not only cools the deck, but you don't get the pop. And that's the problem with the crust. But if you go to Pizza Cake, I'm sure you'll see that's kind of what we're doing. We're doing three-day dough fermentation. Um, and you can't put too much cheese because then it steams the pizza and it becomes soggy. And I like my pizza well done. That's just, just the way I like it. You know what I'm trying to say? Buddy V's down at the Venetian. You just mentioned Pizza cake. Um, what's your favorite dish on the restaurant at Buddy V's? And I assume it's a family deal. Yeah, I mean, for me at Buddy V's, it would probably be the 
bone in veal parm is 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 real good the lasagna <laughs> not of approval yeah, from our, yeah, our no, vegas I'm friend thinking, i'm thinking you know but i mean i ate there last night and i gotta say not because of my restaurant but the food was freaking fantastic how much pressure is that well you know what every time i go there we get a great meal um and and i think the pastas are good the apps that we're doing this new smoked ricotta dish with you know it's like smoked ricotta with hot honey we put it on like a crostini and then we got these prosciutto potato chips so we like cook okay. the prosciutto and then you eat it it's got the salty the sweet the honey this is it's really really good yeah what's going on coming out of new jersey uh one with the pizza and how like you sound like a chemist when you're talking earlier how much appreciation people have now for the art of pizza getting to see tv shows make it Seeing shows go to all you know all over the country, different types of pizza. I, I love what's what's going on there. The other thing I, I will say, New, New Jersey is a very unique state, and uh, yeah, Joe Piscopo with his stupid accent back, <laughs> back on SNL. I don't I, I won't even do it because it doesn't sound. I don't know what he's doing, but um, I like that the state. Uh, you know, there's a culture, um, and I'm half Italian, so I like that part so of the culture it. and the and like whatever language that Italian people speak with the words. You know pronouncing everything it's just it's neat that it's gotten its shine you know in the last whatever and, and it, you know it's it, funny so many people so many people uh, got on jersey shore right they got mad about it it's like it, it's only part some of the people there a lot of people believe it or not uh some of uh, the italian american groups were like oh the sopranos yeah bad stereotype yeah you no, know what have fun with I it i didn't let i didn't let that bother me yeah i mean honestly I, look, i mean there are, there are people like that you know what i i actually a couple weeks ago was just re-watching the sopranos and what a good freaking show. i have to go back i, mean, I know i started watching the first three and i'm like this show. is brilliant it's just it's so amazing and then you know look for me we were always happy that my show Honestly, we always felt like we showed Jersey in a good light. Like, you know, we brought more tourism. We wanted to show the, the real family aspect of it. Look, Cake Boss aired in 220 countries and territories all over the world. It was dubbed in 45 languages. It was seen by almost a billion people. Okay? And I showed that many people my little corner of the world. Yep. The place that I still call home, the place that I'm still proud to be you know a part of and you know the thing is is something gravitated all those people to watch right and i think it was family and i think that that family bond and yep. unit is something that's north jersey well jersey centric and stuff it. like that no you but you know it. what i'm saying yeah. yeah no but it is what it is no but <laughs> it, it is what it is you know uh we got one minute left I, i'm sorry i squeeze it but taste of the nfl is really important um it's going to showcase this city uh, it's also for great causes. A lot of good charities. You can still get involved. It's tasteofthenfl.com. It's going down on Saturday. Why did you want to be part of it? Well, listen, we've been doing, we've been part of it for almost like 12, 15 oh, good, years good. now. So we do it every year. It's something that's near and dear to our heart. Anytime we can give back, we do. And it's just a great organization. So we're proud to be part of it and can't wait to be there. That was great. That was great. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. There he is, Buddy V. Got Buddy V's here in town. Got the pizza cake, uh, Carlos Bakery. You know about that from the reality show. And I do have to say, Damon, because I never want to smear anything we have here, I didn't mean to be negative about pizza around Las Vegas. And that, that came off as like a very arrogant, uh, douchebaggy uh, New Jersey. And not that Buddy V was a D-bag. I was driving that conversation because Buddy V filled us in about how they make the pizza and the dough and, you know, trying to replicate 
what you basically do with different water. Um, there's good pizza around here. I'm not buying here. the water stuff, okay? You guys always talk about it. I'm not buying it. I, he, I just, never, he just I've told you. Been, I've never been to New York or New Jersey to try for myself. What's, but I'm going to say overrated. Um, I'm gonna, I've never tried it, but I'm going to say overrated. Uh, you're, you've been here how long now in Nevada? 15 years. What's yeah? Okay. Nashville? Pizza? Tennessee pizza? No, Anything? We're not known for our pizza in Tennessee. Okay. Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's. No, there's got to be local joints now. Steve, I'm from a town of about a thousand people. What do you What do you want from us? That's a good point. But you know what I'm getting at here, right? I was almost going to say like someone from a real pizza area moved there, and it's like <laughs> you're being a jerk again. We can't replicate the water in Tennessee either. I mean, oh. but, I, but I will say there are people out there who are like, there's no good pizza places anywhere. There, there actually are very good pizza places. And I'll tell you, again, without naming them, there are actually very good bar pies at several different bars around town. Come on. The place inside the Durango, I can't think of it, but it's also a New York spot that they moved to Vegas. I thought that was pretty good. I don't know if it's authentic. Prince Street? Yes. Okay. I don't know how authentic it is to the real New York experience. I haven't been there yet, so I'm I'm sure it's good. And I mentioned one of the local places. But there's a lot of good pizza in town. It's just that sometimes you get it and you're like, what? This is not great. Uh, ugh, this didn't work out. We're at TI here on a Friday, Super Friday. We're at Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. And today's show and this hour in Reno is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Give them a call. 766-1400. Call from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Make sure you dial 775 in the north. Now back to Cofield and Company. Live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. So all sorts of stars, uh, pro football players walking around Radio Row. We've got a, uh, a home state guy. We always have to uh, make sure of that distinction because the north and the south in the state, oh boy, Austin Corbett. NFL offensive lineman is here with Cofield and company. So what's it been like out here? Uh, it's been chaotic, honestly. Yeah. This is uh, my first time kind of doing anything with Radio Row, Media Day stuff. and uh, But it's awesome, just especially being back in the home state, like you said. like It's just good to be out here and just represent for Nevada. Uh, we got to jump right in, right? So the football programs, it's a weird time right now because now it's kind of flipped around. Right. Um, it seems to be unsettled uh, at Nevada. New coach. Right. But, but before we do any of that, tell me what you think of what UNLV has been doing, where it's building to, and the, their new coach did a really good job. Yeah, I think um, they, they got the fortune inside to be down here, uh, and, and they got money going into their program, right? And so, especially in the Mountain West, like money's able to get you the facilities and able to get you the kids to, to be able to go out and, and win games. And uh, so be, being up in Reno, we're, we're struggling for, you know, we're really fighting hard to get an indoor going. And um, I mean, that would help us out tremendously. And I guess credit to UNLV for pouring money into the programs. Explain the indoor thing, because especially, what was it, last year or two years ago with the fires in California, it's like, yeah. what does California have to do with Reno? But right. it was blowing over. And then you, then I think they had to head out to uh, maybe Stanford or yep. Cal to go practice. Yeah, I mean, the Stanford. facilities are so important. Right. And I think that's the thing is, like, everyone thinks indoor. It's like, oh, it's just for the rain and snow. Like, it'll be fine. It's like, no, we literally have, like, air quality yes. issues. And uh, so, like, 
the fact that we can't even practice outside in August, September, like, is detrimental. We're like, we're doing walkthroughs in basketball gyms. It's like, okay, like, we gotta get ready for a football game. Like, and so we're fighting. We're we're working hard to get there, and we will. And I uh, I fight for all parts of the state because the thing that drives me nuts is I don't believe politicians in the state have done enough for both schools. Um, I I actually think they should have started about eight or ten years ago and started beating the drum that hey. Why is Nevada on the outside and Iowa is in? In terms of the right. Power Five and money, they, yep. they've been grandfathered in. Like we're one of the biggest growing states. Your area is exploding. This area is exploding. Someone has to step up as a public servant and go. Let's fight the system. Let's get money because both of the schools don't get enough money from the state. No, actually, I mean, like you said, like both areas, the amount of people coming over from California and just just the influx of just job demand, just people like. We need help, and so uh, whatever we can do, definitely it would be great. I know as much as it hates to say it, but would also be good for the guys down here. Do you dislike Jay Norvell? Are you no, mad? No, okay. it's, I Anytime you can double or triple your salary, like, yeah. it's a business. I get it. Did uh, it. It was the way he did it, though, because he did, right. he did take a lot of players. Right. Did it negatively impact Nevada for two years straight? Yes. Um, it's tough. Definitely, but I also I was with him just for that one year with my senior year. Yeah. I like uh, him. I think he's I think he's a good guy. I, I really enjoyed my time with him. Um, I can't speak to how he handled his business. I don't know. Said behind closed doors, it looks bad on paper, but you also don't know the full side of both stories. Um, lesson learned, though, right? Uh, all they had to do is start working on the facilities, give them some hope. I don't know if they could have uh, you know kind of breached the salary thing or uh, bridged it. Um, I mean, they did they did do it with Musk for a while. Oh, and yeah. they gave Alford a really good deal. Right. That's the thing that I think at both schools you get a little bit annoyed with because it seems like there's an equity between what basketball gets right. sometimes and what football gets. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, especially Reno-wise, uh, for weather, it's, it's a lot easier to go to a basketball game than it is a football game. It's yes. like if, you, if, it, if your team's not winning, why do I want to go sit in the weather and, and deal with being cold and rainy or windy, whatever it is? And I get that, but I personally just football is way more fun to watch. You got to the NFL in 2018, so you really didn't see any of this NIL thing coming your way. Do you hate it? Do you think it's bad for college football? Yeah, it's it's going to be like, especially for small schools. Like, you're going to just you're going to completely cut out that middle like gap of, of schools because if you have a, a non-power five team that has a good year, all those kids are going to transfer to the power five, and if you have a, a really bad year, those kids are going to transfer. But you just had a bad year, so where do you think you're going to go? And then it just depletes this whole roster. And the thing with it, too, is, like, I don't know about these graduation rates. I'm a nerd. I like school. I enjoyed it. But all these transfers, like, credits don't transfer. No, they don't. So how do, like, what's the graduation rate going to be? Like, how are we actually, are we student athletes anymore? I don't think so. I think there's an end of the line where a kid gets somewhere and it's like, wait, he's not even near his degree because he moved twice. So then what the hell do you do? Which is, that's a cardinal sin. Someone's got to be advising him. That, in the end, I mean, you making the NFL, it's hard. It, like, absolutely. not everyone's going to make the NFL. You better get a degree while you can. Right, and that was my thing, especially being at Nevada. Like, you know, in Mountain West, you got to have some realistic mindset about where you are and your skill abilities. And so thinking that I was going to make it to the NFL, setting my mind that that's the only thing. I was like, no, this isn't it. i I got to make sure I'm taking care of in school. Reno native, Nevada player, uh, three different teams in the NFL. Can you uh, – I've got a camera here. Can you hold up your, uh, your oh, hand nice. there? Yeah. My Lord. Not too bad, huh? What is that? Yeah, it's a really big paperweight. Uh, sometimes fits <laughs> how, on my finger. How many diamonds are on uh, that ring? I don't know. 
there's a there's a story behind every single diamond. I do know that. Yeah. I think like what we won the game to twenty three to twenty, and so I think like they use like like twenty three hundred twenty carats worth of like okay. total diamonds and like little like literally everything of the diamond. Each cut has its own story. What's McVeigh like? He like, honestly like what you see on TV is what you get with him. Like in his interviews, like him, all his like media stuff from the sideline, like that's who he is. Like he just loves football. Yep. And everything that he spews <laughs> yeah. just loves football. And that's exactly how it comes out. He's so energetic. I uh, I, I used to call him, not to be disrespectful because I'm a lot older, but I would call him the boy genius. Right. Now he's getting a little older, but he, I mean, that, that whole group, man, they, they were with the uh, old Redskins and then right. some of them went down to the Falcons. I'm just like, and I, I talk about this all the time. I feel like we might be moving towards, and, and don't take this as an insult, you're a player, so you're not going to take it as an insult, but we're moving more towards the nerds. Yes. who don't look like football players. Like right. Mike McDaniel looks like a nerd. He was at Yale, right. and any, he was on the football team. Um, and maybe the big galoots, you know, the yeah, big exactly. lugs, they don't get the jobs. No. Campbell has one. Right, Dan's doing great. I don't know if you heard, yes. I don't know if you heard some of the rumors about Vrabel, that Vrabel interviewing like went into some of the scenarios, and someone leaked it that he's too big, he's too intimidating. I'm like, what has happened to football? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, that's absurd. I don't know if I believe that one. That's just, uh, I don't either. That's tough. But you know, it's just like – these guys that like have grown up like McVay, right? They grew up with his grandfather being around football, and he just sees it, and he's able to see so many different facets of it. And it's the same thing with, I mean, that's what Shanahan's doing, following his dad. Like, it's just when you're in it for so long, like, you're gonna get it done. Yep. Uh, ben Johnson's gonna be one of those guys down the road. Played a little, you know, played football in North Carolina, walk on, uh, but they're man, they're really advanced. And I just, I think the coaching style is very interesting. Like, I watch Mike McDaniel on hard knocks right and i think in some way like he's so much different than everyone else i wonder yeah. if it's going to work in hard times right we'll see um have you had a chance to meet the carolina head coach yeah uh dave canales coming over from the you know pre oc with the bucks there and uh just had some few interactions in the weight room and stuff with him yeah. um, and he just seems like truly just an authentic genuine guy that is just full of energy uh, just when he walks into a room you can just feel his presence and and he's just ready and hunger to, to be able to attack and, and go get after it last one i got 30 seconds the game what's gonna happen who's gonna win man uh i've been saying it anytime patrick mahomes has the ball you gotta be ready for magic but i'm hopeful uh you know got an old defense coordinator and steve wilkes dialing that defense up that defensive front seven is unbelievable and then you got you know a guy like christian mccaffrey a ball in his hands too um just really pulling for my guys that have been around got more of them on the niners than they do the chiefs so i'm gonna give it to them Good spot, continued success, and uh, we, we, you know, we came together. Southern Nevada, and Northern Nevada, it was all right. We could break bread every now and then. That's all right. I, I was never going to fight you. Uh, obviously, I would lose that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you are wearing blue though. So. Oh, 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 yeah. oh no! On. We got him. You got him. We got him. All right, buddy. I'll see you. Thank you. Very excited over wearing blue. Yeah, I was. I uh, I have a blue jacket on. I should have never done that interview. What a violation! I may be drummed out of the UNLV realm completely, Demond. You said the red one didn't get in in time, huh? No, it's not here yet. What you know, you order stuff, sometimes it gets there in two days, sometimes it takes 20. For everybody listening at home, Steve has taken off the blue jacket. He was in such disgust that he said, you know, oh, yeah, I can't yeah. wear it any longer. It stung me. <laughs> Corbett's like a real smart guy, academic All-American, and he got me at the end. Son of a gun. Well, they he do claim to be smarter up there. Um, yeah, I've never gotten that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. This isn't like... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good spot. Uh, I was thinking of ripping on some schools, but I won't. But it's not, you know, this is not, uh, you know, 
they're Yale and UNLV is Arizona State. So let's all chill, please. Thank you, Steve. Exactly. When I go up there this coming football season for the t- – no, no, they're going to be here, right? Darn, never mind. Well, I'll never be there again. Never mind. Sorry, Reno. <laughs> it's a very big night for Nevada basketball. And Reno, San Diego State's in town. The Aztecs are getting three against UNLV. Now, if I'm correct, Nevada took them out last year because I remember Nevada split with both Boise and San Diego State. And Nevada had that long win streak, too. So they were, they were lights out in the Mountain West Conference until who came to town, Devon? UNLV. UNLV. Yeah. What do you think happens in this one tonight? I'm expecting a very hard defensive game. There was a stat that Nevada hasn't allowed more than 72 points in at home in over a year. So I'm expecting it a low-scoring game. I'm looking at it right yeah. now, 142 and a half for under. the over-under. I'm okay. taking the under. You got a parlay right there? Yes, uh, I've already what? taken the the under. And? The over in Dayton. Oh, you didn't you didn't tag it? Uh, you did the same game with uh, San Diego State plus the points? It's too – I don't know, Steve. I don't okay. know. They're so good at home. All right. It's. I didn't know who was going to win, but I know that it's going to. The under's going to hit. Colorado State. Kind of rare. Two Friday games in the Mountain West. Colorado State is hosting a plucky San Jose State team that just has had trouble winning games. Uh, standings now around the Mountain West Conference. It's. Uh, it's gotten pretty juicy. It's tightened up. But you know we predicted this on the show. We told you uh, there were not going to be six teams making it from this conference. It's just. It's a bloodbath. Uh, they'll get three. The fourth may be a swing, but, I mean, we've got half the season left, so it begins tonight, the drive towards the NCAA tournament. And, of course, before that, the Mountain West Conference, uh, Conference Tournament right here in town at the Thomas & Mac. You're listening to Cofield & Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook & Bar inside Treasure Island. On ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Lots of uh, college football to report on. Uh, we know Super Bowl is going down here in Vegas on Sunday. By the way, a lot of festivities tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday morning. I'll mention in uh, three minutes a cool event that Q Myers from Raider Nation Radio 920 will be at. For you, Damon, more shocking that BC would actually hire Bill O'Brien as the head coach to run their program or that Chip Kelly just said F college football. I can't, I can't do it anymore. He is going to Ohio. When has this ever happened? A power five head coach is like, you know what? It's time to move out. Chip Kelly, what? Chip Kelly is definitely more shocking because it's a guy who was begging for jobs elsewhere. You knew he didn't want to be at UCLA anymore. Bill O'Brien, you can justify it. Hey, head coaching experience in the NFL, a Belichick guy, Alabama, he's, he's got the resume. Sure, why not? We need a head coach now. But for Chip Kelly to just say, man, I don't want to be here anymore, I wonder how much of a pay, ca- pay cut has he actually taken? Uh, he was due to make $6.2 million. I haven't seen the salary reported to be at Ohio State as the OC. My guess is max could be $2 million. Uh, maybe more along the lines of like 1.4 to 1.7 million. Still a lot of money and a very good living, but the guy was the Oregon head coach 
two stops in the NFL, head coach at UCLA, and he has made – it's not even a lateral move. It's a very good job at Ohio State, but I guess he just doesn't want all the responsibilities of running an entire program. Have you seen any lists for UCLA replacements? I have not. I'll give you some names. P.J. Fleck from Minnesota. David Shaw, who obviously moved on from Stanford and got some interviews as a NFL head coach candidate. Eric Bieniemy. Hello. Eric Bieniemy can't take that job. Why not? I think he's just got to gut it out. If he, the, min, the minute okay. he takes a college job, I don't think that the NFL is going to look at him for head coaching opportunities anymore. Okay. Uh, Tony White, he's the D.C. at Nebraska. Ryan Grubb went with Kalen DeBoer to be the O.C. at Alabama. And there's one more name. Don't say it. I know. Don't say it. I know. I, I, was, I, I had to click on the story because I was like, nah, there's – there's really no way. I know how this ends. Yep. Who do you think it is? Our guy, Barry Odom. Barry Odom. You can't have him. <laughs> I can't say he won't do it, but I I don't think the UCLA exit by Chip Kelly is entirely, and nothing's entirely when you make a decision like this, I don't think it's entirely a frustration with running a program I think it's a frustration with running a program at UCLA so I don't want to beat up on UCLA too much because I know this will blow back right at me you know next week if Barry Odom is interviewed and does you know take the job uh, I don't think the UCLA job right now is a great job now if you can get like a six-year deal with one of these crazy payouts come on like hey I want six million a year it's six years and the buyout it's like, you want to blow me out in three years? Uh, the buyout is, uh, you know, $37 million. It probably wouldn't be that much because I just gave you the full <laughs> contract. But you get my point? Like, the buyout's $22 million. I get your point there, Steve, but I want to, you know, take the, the opposite end of this of this take here. Chip Kelly is never going to get a head coaching job again. He's weak-minded. He can't take it. I, f- I, feel, like I, I feel like I shouldn't try to analyze what you're saying. But I think what you're saying, well, we all do we all get what you're saying? You're not really digging on Chip Kelly. I think you're just getting after Chip Kelly the way other coaches and other and players get graded about being weak-minded. So now it's time to go after a 62-year-old white who might be weak-minded. I don't think he's weak-minded. I, I you know what? I, I just think I just think he indicated uh, that he just. Running a program is hard, and at UCLA, they've got tons of money struggles. They, the fans don't show up. It's it, it can be a great job, but someone's got to really stir things up again. Now back to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Yeah, 55-plus TVs, we're uh, checking out. College basketball tonight. There's a double dip in the Mountain West Conference with the Wolfpack hosting San Diego State. San Jose trying to pull off the upset at Colorado State. And uh, don't forget, tomorrow UNLV on the road against New Mexico. They're getting 12-and-a-half in that one. Right now we're watching uh, VCU. Actually has a couple of high-profile former Utah State Aggies in a game against Dayton. Was supposed to be an opponent. 
of the Rebels, but that game didn't work out and fell off. The schedule was canceled because of the tragedy on campus. We're going to talk to Will Anderson here in just a couple minutes. We caught up with him today at Radio Row. But before that, I mentioned all the cool events. There's so much to do. I mean, take advantage of it. If you're a local, because not everyone can go to the game, and we know Sunday a lot of people are going to be busy with their parties. Q Myers is going to be over at Fashion Show Mall, right where we are basically here at Treasure Island, at the Dick Sporting Goods. So get over there this weekend. You can get your uh, big game gear. You can also buy merchandise for the teams. Damon, I will say, here at TI, the Chiefs fans are fighting back a little bit in terms of attendance. What I've seen so far, it's been like five to one Niners fans around town. So a couple of Chiefs fans just walked by. So you can gear up over at Dick Sporting Goods. Uh, Nike is presenting Chalk Talk. Q&A sessions with current football players. Hello. You know, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go do an interview right now. Uh, 5 o'clock, 15 minutes away from uh, Denver's Patrick Chatan. Saturday at noon, and that's when Q Myers will be down there on Saturday. Oh, uh, Damon, what are you doing in the middle of the day? Uh, Miami wide receiver Jalen Waddle at noon at Dick Sporting Goods at Fashion Show. Saturday at 2. Oh, hometown hero. Uh, Bills tight end Dalton Kincaid. As they say, it's a weekend full of fun you won't want to miss. And make sure you stop by and meet the players, meet, greet, because babies take pictures. Again, Fashion Show Mall, Dick's Sporting Goods. So, yeah, we had a chance to sit down with outstanding rookie Will Anderson from the Houston Texans. He had a big night last night. Uh, all those awards were handed out. He was the defensive rookie of the year, and we came out of the gates and just asked him, hey, what was it like? What's your reaction? Yeah, it was just a surreal moment, man. It's just all the hard work paying off, man. Just got to give all credit to God, man. It's just been beautiful. Like, it's just being able to share that moment with, you know, my family, coaches, ownership, you know, GM, and it, a special one really with CJ. That's like a full 360 from draft to now, and it's just beautiful. So what's that vibe like with you and CJ both getting your awards, uh, you guys making it as far as you did? Like the looking forward for what you guys have, it's pretty rare to have a young core to be this successful this early. Yeah, I think like the biggest message was just like the time is now, man. Like we're not going to wait a year from now, two years, three years from now. Like we got all the pieces we need right now. Like let's go make it happen. And I think it's just so much more exciting because like we know how good we can be. And I think that's what's keeping us going. Like, bro, we're ready for the offseason. Will Anderson's with us from the Texans. So – I feel like everyone's got something going on, some kind of charity, something they're pushing. Are you just eating wings? Or are you, <laughs> you know I mean? like, I don't want to be like, hey, are you pushing something? Or you're like, I'm just hungry. Sorry, I'm man. trying so hard not to eat these wings. So these are display wings. Yeah, these display wings. They look beautiful. I'm not going to lie, I had one earlier. Okay. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm partnering up with Jeff, man. You know, like, um, over a billion wings are eaten at, you know, every football game day party, you know, for the Super Bowl. And the only thing that's not eaten is the celery. So, we're partnering up with Jeff to save the celery, man. And what goes better? What goes better with peanut butter? Hashtag, celery. Like, hashtag save the celery. Yeah, like so. It's just the beginning, man. I'm super excited about this partnership, man. And you know, it's just so jiffing good. Oh wow, <laughs> that's good. Watch it. We gotta beep that out. Um, around the table, who is pro celery? Danielle? No. You're not? No. I'm, I don't look like it, but I'm pro celery. I'm pro celery. I, I know. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I need a lot more of it. Um, I mean. Carrots the winner generally over yeah. celery, but I, I like celery. 
Why, why not? Well, I see, here's the thing. I'm a bigger peanut butter guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I like peanut butter. I'll put peanut butter on a lot of different things, so as you can kind of tell. So, <laughs> I love it. Even some ice cream, just put a dab of peanut butter in that thing. Ooh, it's awesome. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. You might have just did something there. Yeah. Okay. We, we saw, in terms of uh, dipping, we saw a crazy one a couple of years ago where it was a woman at a football game uh, dipping chicken fingers into cola. So is, would wings into peanut butter be crazier than that? Them. Um, you want to try? <laughs> Not really. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to ruin your display. But we, I think the uh, the setup over here, do you guys have extra packets of the uh, packets? Uh, yeah, little peanut butter. We have a whole bunch. Okay, don't oh, ruin the display. Oh, put it back. The display's beautiful. Um, I will take one of those. And yeah. I will try. I'll try one of the wings over here. Okay. In peanut I, butter. I here comes. It might, I, no, I really like peanut butter. Well, they used to wings back in the day. People would dip it in milk. You ever do that? Absolutely not. Yeah, you would get whole milk and you dip the wings in milk, and apparently it's kind of like a ranch thing, but a little bit sweeter. It's like it got, it got a balance really? to it. Yeah. I'm a blue cheese type of guy, so. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Well, you you understand milk generally you drink it after something super super spicy. You're so you're almost. Why would you do it before though? Don't you want the spice? And then if it's too hot, you drink the milk. milk. Why would you kind of take the bite off the spice? No idea. I I, look, I just know what I've seen. All right, it's not. You're looking at me like I'm the one that's done it. I'm just, I'm just forwarding the message. Now I will say, you said an important thing. You're a blue cheese guy. Mm-hmm. I went over to get wings earlier this week, and they were like, "Okay, you want blue cheese or ranch?" And I was like, "Can I get ranch, please?" Like, and they were like, "You want ranch?" They started screaming, <laughs> trying to shame me. I'm not a blue cheese guy. I can't do well, it. Blue cheese is where it's. At. I don't know why nobody likes blue cheese. It's the blue cheese. <laughs> I like it. Just not with wings. I yeah. think it's just the name. Uh, yeah, and like, also, if you don't ever look up what blue cheese is or how they make it. Yeah, It'll kind of freak you out a little bit. See, I'm one of those type of people, like, when people tell me, like, how something is made, I think I'm just so consumed with food. I'm like, I don't care how yeah. it's made. It tastes good. Wait, what's in that sausage? Don't care. Bring it. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's do it. Will Anderson's with us. Yeah. Well, if you're a food guy, have you experienced some culinary stuff around Las Vegas? How long have you been out here? I've been out here since... Wednesday? Okay. I want to go to Hill's Kitchen. Is it good? Uh, it's on my list. I want to go there, too. Okay. It's it's my top thing I want to do. What's the uh, what's the thing they make there all the time with the, the, the bread and, like, the, the mushrooms, all that kind of stuff? It's, like, his famous thing. Uh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like the steak is in yeah, there. Yeah, the roast. Wrap, yeah, yep. they wrap it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know what you're talking about, yeah, though. I'll be seeing okay. it all the time. Yep. Yeah, I'm blanking on it. You know what I'm saying, too. No, no, I know it's a specialty. Uh, Beef Wellington. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. Just hit. (laughs) Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. All right, let's talk about the season. Yeah. Because, as John was saying, first of all, to do that well in the draft and and nail two top ten picks, because I had to tell you, following the Raiders, we've had a tough time out here with first-round picks. Because you guys aren't always guaranteed. So the season itself, though, it's a pretty magical season. You got the expectation. What was the win total? Before uh, the season. Seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. So. Dang, that was it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So what was it like as you were building momentum and then yep. you're getting more confidence in CJ, you're looking to the sideline, yep. your coach is great. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal, man. I think at the first game we won, I think that's when it started to shift. Like, everybody was like, oh, okay, we're starting to come together. We're starting to put this thing together. Um, and then we just started bonding even more. Like, we started going out to eat, doing things outside the facility, and it was like, dang, like, for coming in first year in the league, I'm like, okay, I don't know how the NFL locker room is. Like, I've heard a whole bunch of stories, like, you know, God's not really as close. Like, and honestly, man, I think I think we were so great because of the bonds that we had made in the locker room. Like, everybody was together. Everybody was playing for each other. And we had a great foundation, a great structure of who we were and our identity of what we wanted to be. So who was the impetus to kind of be that glue in the locker room and – 
what is the next step for the Texans? Yeah, um, I would just say it, all the captains were. All the captains that got chose, CJ, myself, um, Jimmy Ward, um, LT, all those guys, like, we all just came together as one. Like, it was like, bro, we can do this right now. We got all the pieces. We're a special group, and it was fun. And the next step, the next step for the Texans is what is it looking like for next year? The building blocks, like yeah. keep getting the right guys in the locker room, guys that's hungry, guys that have the right mentality, that's not lazy, that just want to keep working and keep getting better, and guys that know the standard and just want to uphold that standard. Let's wrap on this one. Will Anderson, Cofield and Company. We're big college football fans too. Saving. Yeah. Saving. Does Sa- it does it keep rolling, or was saving the program? <laughs> Ooh, there's a there's a pause. Wow. Wait a second. I think it keeps rolling. Okay. I think it keeps rolling. I think it does. I too. seen something on Twitter. The head coach has beat some of the coaches that's you know that's in our league now, mm-hmm. and I think it gives a fresh face to Alabama a little bit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I can't imagine not seeing Alabama, not seeing Nick Saban on the sidelines, but I think it just gives people a little bit more like I don't know what we're gonna expect. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. One more pop. What's going on with Jeff? What's going on with the salary? Yeah, we're just saving the celery, man. Eat your celery, but celery with peanut butter is 10 times better. So we got Jeff, celery, best combination there is. Will Anderson, star rookie amongst many star rookies on the Texans Defensive Rookie of the Year. A devastating night last night for several betters watching the NFL Honors. What do you want to bring up first? Well, what I really want to bring up first is how good did it feel when you were the one that named Beef Wellington? <laughs> I don't know. It just popped That's a in. top five feeling when everybody's like, oh, I can't think of it. I can't. And you're the guy who thinks of it. I was like, oh, Steve's a hero. Uh, I will tell you, we had another he moment. And we'll, you. And we'll, I, everyone, everyone was like really, really happy because they were just stumped. I don't get it. Uh, we had another moment where we couldn't come up with a movie today with another person we interviewed. I'll post that tomorrow. Our vast digital crew will get to it, and we'll have the video. Uh, we were lost. Sometimes you just freeze up, man. So the stories last night about betting, uh, JVT, and by the way, that was JVT and Daniel McCartan on the interview with Will Anderson. JVT was telling me a story about uh, kind of a obnoxious better who goes after everyone else as not being experts, and I guess he had loaded up on comeback player of the year with Damar Hamlin. Gosh, now I'm blanking on who he had a. Oh, he bet Baker Mayfield, and he said he's got it locked down. There's no way Hamlin loses, and then Baker Mayfield clearly is the insurance he needs, and he had thousands and thousands of dollars on it. And then Joe Flacco is the winner. But I'm telling you, this is one of those people on social media who goes after everyone else, and in typical incel fashion goes after the female handicappers who have emerged now. So I don't want to root against anyone, but if you're going to be a J.O. up on social media, sorry you lost, brother. I also didn't like the way that everyone was championing championing the guy who was one pick away when he picked Jalen Carter to be his defense rookie of the year. Well, we had the guys on last week from WagerWire. Oh, they were part of the uh, Steve Sears show. Yes, he sold 20%. Oh well, that's at least at least he got something. Yeah, he got right? twenty five thousand. I think he missed on two of them though. Oh, he did. Oh, it was there was more a second one. I, I can't remember. Yeah, so rookie of the year, it was defensive rookie of the year. So he had Jalen Carter, and Anderson beat him out. But there was a second loss in there. But it, 
Wasn't that like a five dollar ticket for six hundred eighty thousand? Six eighty. Oh man. But even to make five to make twenty five thousand. Yeah, twenty five thousand for five. Didn't didn't we bounce around the notion that uh, what if you could get someone to buy the ticket or get a bunch of people to buy the ticket? pieces of it for like 200 grand would you take 200 or roll the dice for the 680 and we run around the table and john's like oh i'm a gambler i would i would not hedge it i'd ride it out and immediately when he got to me i was like nope take the money i'm like i am not a risk taker and that's a good amount of money i i'll take it i ain't messing around coming up next hour we got a lot of fun on the way burke kreischer and Tom Segura have exploded the last 10 years. Some of it is due, well, they work there, you know what's off. Turns out they're entrepreneurs. Turns out if anyone puts anything in front of us, we will just drink it or eat it because we're animals, JVT and I. But they got a big show coming up this weekend. Ticketmaster.com, you can watch Segura and Kreischer at MGM Grand Garden. Show is tomorrow, Ticketmaster.com.